Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Donald Trump charged with crimes. Well, they say a crime, but there's many of them. 34 separate charges and and others to follow, perhaps. There's all sorts of uh, discussion still about his his uh, dealing with the January 6th uh, riots and his uh, taking of classified materials from the White House. So there's a litany of things that are lining up uh, behind the Stormy Daniels um, situation. And, you know, it's it's interesting that they're they're going after him on this one, because probably in the grand scheme of things, it's the smallest of his crimes. <laughs> Along with supposedly his small penis. <laughs> I thought you were going there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and really and truly, it, it comes down to the handling of it. Mm-hmm. And and in, in the sense that, okay, you know, did he pay someone a hush money payment, um, an, an NDA, isn't necessarily the crime. It's that, you know, for a billionaire... He couldn't pay for it himself. Right. right. <laughs> and if it comes down to really, you know, 30 grand <laughs> for a billionaire, yeah. which is like a you know, tip, jump change. Yeah, it really, when you kind of look back at the history of all of this, from that first ride down the escalator when he announced that he was running through all of the uh, Giuliani craziness and, and just everything that has unfolded over the years. I think we'll look back, and he is just such a clown, and everybody around him is such a clown, and yet he has been able to carry on this life for as long as he has. It, it's it's shocking and amazing. It does, it does. I mean, he is he is a brand marketer, mm. uh, and, and you know, a brilliant brand, brand marketer, and has been throughout his years. He's built that Trump brand through what seems like. A house of cards, mm-hmm. right? I mean, who fails at a casino? <laughs> it it right. doesn't. There, there are just so many shocking, you know, business failures yeah. to go along with what is likely the best business success he's ever had, which was becoming president. Yeah. And whether or not he actually really wants to run or be president again, I just don't think he wants to lose. And, and you know, he hates losing mm-hmm. and obviously doesn't handle losing very well. No. Uh, and, and so I think the run for 2024 is more about... One, staying out of jail or staying away from charges. I don't think he's going to jail. Probably not. He won't um, do any time. I think staying away from charges. And two, that it became the most successful business venture of his career. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of money that he took in by charging Secret Service to go to his golf courses and taking all of the you know, planes and trips and what set up for his kids, mm-hmm. the, the Jared and Ivanka payments, all the jobs that he gave his kids, it, the fact that his kids, Donald, uh, Don Jr., right, and Eric still have social media presence over them. They became, they've become, you know, quote unquote, stars or influencers based on this. It has become his most successful business venture ever. Yeah, and and history will show that he landed, I think, at the right time in the right spot, and he will. But it will, the light will shine on him as being just the biggest buffoon that ever sat in that chair. Um, And it's interesting too, because when you look back at his timeline just prior to running for president, The Apprentice really saved his arse. He was on the ropes financially for a lot of stuff, and, and his brand was sinking very, very fast. The Apprentice saved him. And probably gave him the uh, the uh, the drive to uh, to run for president. I don't know how America 
as a as a as a country re- recovers from all of this, to mm. be honest, it, because it's not just Trump; it's Biden too. By a, a stiff breeze could blow Joe Biden over, and, and he doesn't look ready to run. I can't imagine he'd be ready to run for an, another election or live through another presidency. You know, it's interesting. People do that with him, and the ageism thing is always something that rubs me the wrong way. Maybe because I'm getting older, but uh, you know, the guy has done more in his term as president than Trump or even Barack Obama did. He's gotten a lot done. He just—I I get it. Physically, he doesn't look like he can hold up, but he's—he's he's doing a, a, a damn good job. Economically, yes. Socially, but it, it, the problem the problem is is that in terms of the charisma mm. of of the U.S. Sure. being this powerful nation, neither of them <laughs> present no. as a as a good option for that. No, certainly. I, I I worry though for Trump. I really do because here's a man who you know loves his fast food, and if he goes to prison, he's going to have to survive on tossed salads. And that's <laughs> that's going to be difficult. <laughs> I, I I think for. The old Oompa Loompa. <laughs> well, you won't go near it because it says salad in it anyway. <laughs> can't spell salad. Uh, one of my favorite things about all of this is uh, all of the d- different talk show hosts do their own uh, different, um, you know, I- impersonation of, uh, of Trump. I think Seth Meyers does a great one where he just goes on and on rambling. Trevor Noah was very good at it. But the one thing that Jimmy Kimmel does beyond and better than everybody else is just the nickname <laughs> over the years. To the point where I think he tried to stop him, right? Well, because of the sensitive Trump. Yes, but he was getting, his feelings were getting hurt. This is the same man who tried to sue Bill Maher because Bill Maher at one point said that Trump's mom had had sex with an orangutan. <laughs> and that's how he sued him over that. It's a, anyhow, the guy is just, just a piece of work. Here are some of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's best Trump nicknames. Uh, Tanny Soprano, Nostra Dumbass, Emperor Palpatine Hands, Mara Lardo, King Tutan Conman, The Hydroxy Horror Picture Show, Pumpkin McCornhumper, Grab Ass Grandpa, Orange Julius Caesar, Caludicus, Flavios, Freddy Krueger, The Tandalorian, Liza Woods, Qadon, Dick Tater Tot. Give me, I only have. I only have a hundred more, okay? Quid pro comb over, Uncle Scam, Fibaracci, the one Terminator, Chocolate Mussolini, YMCA Hole, the recount of Monte Cristo, Daddy Bonespurs, or George Washington, maybe that was the one. Dragon Rocky, weekday mornings on 94.9 The Rock. Well, I have said this for a very long time, and now it's coming true. It is believed by 2030, so what does that buy me, seven years? If I can actually stay on this planet for seven more, then after that, I can live forever. There is uh, predictions that uh, nanobots will constantly be able to fix our cells, so we'll essentially be immortal. Wow. Yes, sir. I'm not going anywhere. Really? I'm leaving. I'm skiing, I'm surfing, and I'm about 185 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, something else I read. You don't ski and surf now. I'm going to take it up later. (laughs) Um, When I'm on my fourth wife. Right. I I also read the other day that uh, when it comes to the human body, we are uh, and should be at this stage of the game built to last to at least 150 years. I just... 
I, I wonder, because I, I recently had that conversation that I dread every year with the financial advisor mm. about, like, you know, when you're going to run out of money if you don't start putting away more and more and more. And I don't think anyone's banking on living to 150 or 160 or longer than that. I mean, when would you retire or would you ever? Could you imagine this show? <laughs> Me, You're bitter now. Me at 130, you at a buck 20. Yeah, that'll be a great, great show. Um, and this is also leads to this same uh, conversation. Hospitals in the UK just started using a new blood test that can supposedly predict cancerous tumors more than a year before they start to even form. People are calling it the future of cancer treatment. That's great. Yes. Yeah. One yeah. more thing to check off. Living, yeah, living longer, good. Living without the big C, even better. Can you imagine if, if in our lifetime, cancer was finally solved. Mm -hmm. Like we got that. Check that off. It's done. Right. There's a vaccine for it. Nobody will believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Can't be true. Anyhow, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think the idea of living forever is a, probably a. Uh, a bit, bit of a stretch, but um, you know, hanging in. I keep saying like 85 or seems to be a good time to check out. But I think as you get closer to those those ages, you go, ah, I'm gonna kick the ball around till 90. Right. You know, so we never really probably as we uh, age want to uh, punch our card. But yeah, I mean, if your kids, the, the object here I think is to stay upright. For as long as you can and, uh, you know, end up under the soil before your children do. And the problem with living a lot longer is there's a risk that they're going to pack it in. Although I guess if we're all going to live together forever, oh, my God, imagine being stuck with some family members forever. <laughs> forever? That kid don't move out till 75. Yeah. Oh, there would be a massive amount of divorces. <laughs> oh, for sure. You look at your wife and go, forever? Yeah, life's not short. Life's way too long. Oh, my God. When we got married, we agreed, you know, from now till death. But if there's no death, I'm out. Well, I'm just uh, so relieved. Gwyneth Paltrow won her ski crash trial. Yes. In what is known as probably the whitest, most entitled trial ever. <laughs> Two people going at each other because the dude claims that she banged into him and now it's ruined his life and he can't go on wine tasting tours anymore. And just Gwyneth being Gwyneth. I must admit, when I first heard this, I thought it was like a high speed, uh, like swishing through the Alps. Or, uh, you know, Vale, Colorado type mm. Aspen uh, type skiing incident uh, where, you know, someone was seriously or, or genuinely hurt mm -hmm. in a Sonny Bono slash Michael Schumacher type incident here. And then I find out, listening to the trial, it was on the bunny hill. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't really be even going that fast. On the bunny hill. Wow, and this guy claimed, like, it was brilliant. He claimed, uh, you know, he it, it impacted his, the rest of his life. He can't, yeah. couldn't do certain things and, and in constant pain, to which her lawyers pointed out all of the pictures he had humble bragging on social media about the trips that he took and 
walking these stairs here and there and all these long steps and treks that he's done. How the hell has that impacted your life? He was looking for 300 grand. Yeah, well, Gwyneth won a buck. But, and here's the other reason why I didn't believe his story. Uh, there's no chance Gwyneth Paltrow is going to bang into anybody on a ski hill. Her people are going to have everybody in front of her <laughs> removed from the ski hill. Um, he claimed, was it you I was talking to about this, or maybe it was Katie while you were off, uh, her side of the story was that he skied up behind her, spread her legs, and started rubbing up against her. What? In, it, this is supposedly gonna, was going to be part of her uh, testimony, whether that actually played out or not. But that was a story last week. And I thought to myself, that's quite the talent. To be skiing down a hill, slide in behind somebody else, spread their legs right. while they're skiing, and then start rubbing up on them. Wow, that that's a that's a trick. I still wanted to see some sort of comparison between his ski suit and one of her candles. <laughs> I wanted to see like an expert have to testify. <laughs> now speaking of rubbing up on people, fifty-three-year-old Julie Bowen wants to rub up hard with Harry Styles. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes Modern family, Julie Bowen. That's right. Yes, and uh, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore, Julie Bowen. Man, those. It is amazing, and I, I've said this from the beginning. It is unbelievable how different she looks from Happy Gilmore right. to Modern Family. Right. She looks like a baby in, in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and obviously uh, dropped a bunch of weight. Cause she, I mean, she was beautiful. I thought she was beautiful in Happy Gilmore. I thought she was beautiful in Modern Family. But just looked totally different. Anyhow, she revealed she's got it bad for Harry. She uh, even showed a picture of herself on the Jennifer Hudson show of herself at a Harry Styles show where she brought a heart-shaped sign that said, Harry, I'm old, but I know what I'm doing. Wow. She said, I think, like, he could do worse than me. I mean, I'm not the youngest, but I think I could show him a good time. Julie is divorced and has three sons. Those poor boys. <laughs> Those, they are going to need such therapy. They don't want to hear watermelon sugar anytime soon. No, they, no, no son needs to hear about how his mother wants to get busy with somebody. Um, Elon Musk is the most followed person on Twitter. Of I guess that kind of works out when you own it. <laughs> He's got 133.088 million followers. Is he paying for his blue check mark? He, he should, shouldn't he? The top spot was previously held by Barack Obama, who had 133.042 million followers. Mm. I've got like 27 or 28. So I'm closing in. <laughs> Million? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, just 27 <laughs> just or 28. That's, in general. That's all I got. Um, Ace Freely. He can't stop. You know, he's written books. He, one of those guys who had a moment, and he had a big moment. He was a member of KISS through the 70s, and I guess a chunk of the 80s. Had a good run there. But can't stop talking about it or being angry with Paul Stanley and uh, Gene Simmons can't let it go. He's written books about it. I, I, he's been on a hundred podcasts talking about it. Right. Peter Chris doesn't seem as hell bent on revenge as Paul Stanley uh, or as Ace Frehley. But uh, recently, I guess uh, Paul Stanley was asked why um, uh, former bandmates Ace Frehley and Peter Chris weren't a part of their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And Paul said that if they did, it would have sounded horrible, like piss. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Well, Ace ain't having that. He's given Paul one week to issue a public apology. And if he doesn't, he says he's going to ruin both Paul and Gene Simmons 
Ace says he has 120 pages worth of dirt on them, and he'll go public with it. These guys aren't squeaky clean. You know how many lawsuits girls have had against Gene? And I think he's more upset because, of course, he had a real run with drugs in the 70s and 80s. He mm. was heavily addicted, and Paul and Gene have called him out on that. So I guess he feels like... Um. Uh, aren't they? Wasn't there supposed to be a tour at some point? Oh, they're, they're still on that uh, wrapping it up tour. This, they're still the, yeah. almost, uh, and they're not together, obviously. Oh no, on this those tour. guys aren't a part of it. They haven't been a part of it for a long time. This this wrap up tour is much like the Who's wrap up tour and Motley Crue's wrap up tour. Yeah, and Guns N' Roses will never stop touring now. <laughs> I think at one point even Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons said that they would put other people in their costumes and keep Kiss going. Just let it go. Yeah, let's yeah. let it keep going. Uh, I, that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> I just wasted about two minutes talking about Kiss. Let me ask you, Lucky. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Important question. Are you a grower or a shower? A grower mm -hmm. or a shower? Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume we're not talking about vegetables. No. You would never grow them. <laughs> you won't eat them. Why would you grow them? What are you talking about? It's a, a study done by urologists in Spain. Who well, you are talking about vegetables. Eggplants. Yes. <laughs> but no fruit. Gotcha. No peach. Uh, urologists in Spain wanted to find each term, grower or shower, for medical reasons. So if you don't know these terms, a shower is uh, when your junk is fairly robust. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that doesn't even matter uh, what state of arousal you're in. Which, by the way, where is the state of arousal? In America, is it a northern state or a southern state? Is it a coastal state? It depends on if you're married, because it's a blue state. <laughs> I can never get out of the state of arousal. <laughs> a grower is when there's not much to write home about until you're aroused. Right. So they did a little math here. They did ultrasound scans on 225 men, and here's what they found. The average guy's junk grows 42%, but you're not a grower unless your growth is 56% or more. So on average, we all grow about 42% more than when we're flaccid. Gotcha, right. Uh, um, you got to grow more than 56 or more percent to be a grower. So roughly doubling in length. Let me think about that. <laughs> ah, crap, I'm not a grower. <laughs> Look of disappointment as you thought deeply about that. And I know I'm not a shower. Uh, um, you know what? If growers were shavers, then it might be showers. Right. Good point. Yeah, sure. grooming helps. Grooming can help go from grower to shower. Maybe uh, you're growing in the wrong areas. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, you're a shower if it increases by 31% or less. So by uh, less than a third. Okay. So by this standard, they say a quarter of men of growers, uh, the same amount are showers. The other half, gray zone between the two. I think the other half just didn't want to talk about their poll. <laughs> That's right. They just want to talk about this poll or that poll. <laughs> Leave me out of it. It's supposed to help if you ever have to have surgery down there to know whether you're a grower or a shower. Oh. You check into the doctor, you know, male, female, age. Gotcha. Grower, shower. <laughs> Everybody's, oh, grower, grower, grower. <laughs> Hey, if you're a short guy who's losing your hair, congratulations. You've got the total package. A new poll from Dating.com found it's a great time to be short, bald, and single. Where's George Costanza in this? That's right. He'd be getting all the action now. A third of people currently looking for a man said that being bald and under 5'7 
would have no impact on their decision to date them. Many also said they'd feel more comfortable making the first move on a guy who's short or missing some hair on top. So you might not have to do anything. Just stand in the bar and put out the vibe. Wow. Yeah. Now, the last stat seems a little backhanded uh, because, uh, according to this poll, one benefit of dating a guy who's short and bald is that he probably won't cheat on you. (laughs) (laughs) Most said they'd be less worried their man would cheat if he was short and bald or seen as less attractive, the less attractive one in the relationship. (laughs) Hey, listen, whatever gets you some, dude. You know. (laughs) The only thing that I don't believe in this, and I've never believed in this, is uh, overall, single people say uh, personality is more important than looks. Right. Absolute BS. <laughs> Always has been BS. Everybody says it because they w- don't want to look shallow. Right. But it's a complete lie. Yeah, you don't get to the conversation without some looks. You, you don't yeah. learn about the personality. No. no you don't eat, the door doesn't get opened. You're not welcome to sit at the table. It, it it just is how it is. Unless you are rolling, rolling in dough. <laughs> I once knew a woman. I worked with this woman who was runway model, stunningly beautiful. Was engaged to a guy who looked like a shoe. <laughs> a bad shoe. The thing this guy had was boatloads of dough. Right. Boatloads of it. Had he just been some dude, she wouldn't have stopped to to, to, to pee on him if he was on fire. <laughs> so don't give me this BS about personality is everything. Right. Because <laughs> everyone's just trying to throw personality under their profile pictures oh, right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look at my personality. I'm so stunningly funny. <laughs> I've, I've filtered my personality in this picture. I I might look like roadkill, but God, I'm a good guy. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.